0: Previously on the Escape Pod cast...
1: Next week, ladies and gentlemen, the episode that even we thought would never happen. Capital Games comes aboard the ship and gets into the escape
2: pod. Indeed they do. The one, the only CG Carrie. She's going to be strapping herself into a pod. She's going to be sitting down to have a chat to us. And will Paul Anthony be able to control his excitement as we talk about the brand new territory battle map right here? Yeah! Wait, Scotty, Scotty, I'm- I'm-,
1: I'm here someone coming down the hallway right now. Yeah?
2: I can hear it too.
3: Scotty, push the button before she gets away. Okay, don't mind if I do- Hello there ladies and gentlemen, this is the Nev! coming to you from a ranch somewhere in illinois this episode of the escape pod cast was recorded in front of a live studio audience uh actually it was recorded earlier in the week but it's a special episode so we hope you'll understand oh and uh cg carry i do hope you're taking good care of pom-pom carry one is a territory war specialist from Australia. The other is a territory battle tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. But with over a combined 45 years of entertainment under their belts, the one thing we are sure of is that you will be entertained. The CFH Network presents The Escape Pod Cast A weekly show about the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes Live from the network studios of Yavin 4 Here are your hosts Scotty McLaren and Paul Anthony
2: coming up on this week's edition of the Escape Pod cast we talk title update 16 coinciding with our 16th episode coincidence? I think not. We find out about some new characters with some new unique abilities the territory battle of Geonosis is revealed what lies in store for us within the arena and we release CG Carrie from the brig after she was caught sneaking onto our ship to sit down and talk all these things and more normally I would say breaking news and in if it happens but ladies and gentlemen this is the breaking news this week on the escape pod cast receiving incoming transmission Uh, yes, and welcome along to the escape pod. Cast and uh, Paul, we've stowed her away. I think we can now ungag her. I think because she is now in the podcast with us, and uh, we can we can still tie her up though because we've got lots of pressing questions that we need to uh, find out. Oh yeah, my god! I mean... <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> Welcome, Carrie. It's dark in there. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Carrie. You've been unleashed Hello. in the escape pod. Welcome. Where am I? <laughs> Now, look, it's great to have you on board the escape pod. Hang on, I'll just turn this light on right here. There we go. Uh, Good. Now I can see you. Excellent. So, Carrie, we've got lots and lots of pressing questions for you that we need to talk to you about. And first things first, you've uh, introduced just recently one of my favorite characters into the game. Thank you for that. Uh, She is, of course, my queen. As they say in that uh, Ugandan Knuckles, do you know the way she is my queen? Uh, Lovely Padme. You've released her. And now you've released my second favorite character, Shark T. You are on fire.
4: You're welcome. I did it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, actually, I mean, to be honest, like it's, it's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked that we finally got Padme in the game and, and you, you didn't ask this question. I'm just like volunteer and answer to a question because it came up a lot is the conversation that we had around which version of Padme to release specifically, um, whether or not to do midriff version. And so that was something that we were like, there was a lot of talking about um, and, and it was exciting. And I think we're still like lots of Padme and lots of Clone Wars stuff to go, but I'm glad that we did this version first.
2: Oh so my, midriff Padme still to come by the sounds of things.
4: I would say not as a playable character. I'd say that like one of the things we were looking into was like whether or not we could do it like as a um, not as the playable version, but maybe like an unlockable PVE opponent, or you know. Ooh. So that's that. Like we did a version of her like that, but then when it came to the player character, we were like, we never ever show any characters in any kind of battle worn version, and so it was just it was simple.
2: Yeah, nice. Well, Shark T is uh, my second favorite character, as I mentioned, and I'm so glad that we've got another Jedi that's going to be coming to the game. Now, look, she's uh, she's going to be someone that's going to be certainly beefing up the clones from uh, what we understand.
4: Yeah, and, um, you know, it's been interesting, this approach that we're doing with Clone Wars, because there's a piece of this, and you can read between the lines here. When we uh, first kind of did the rework of Jedi Anakin, Obviously we didn't release his Zeta because it was the synergy with Fadme, and we hadn't announced Fadme yet. And everybody was like, how could you not give him a Zeta? And so sometimes when we're talking about these characters that are part of like docking synergies, we'll say, um, or as we say internally, we call it the nesting dolls. um, (laughs) Then sometimes it might look like not everything is totally done. So with that being said, She's absolutely going to beef up the existing clone troopers and she's um, going to beef up the Galactic Republic Jedi right now. And, um, yeah, I think she's badass too. Why is she your favorite character out of your second favorite?
2: Oh, well, look, I'll tell you why. Because, you know, she's just someone that just, you know, she just doesn't take garbage from anyone, you know, like Padme. You know, the two of them are just unreal together. And uh, especially, you know, she sits on the Jedi Council. She's uh, someone that just, you know, in the Clone Wars cartoon, I just got drawn to her because, you know, hey, I'm a bit like Urza. I've got, I'm a bit of a sucker for, you know, those sorts of characters like the, yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of the cartoon, that's actually, um, I mean, back to the question you didn't ask about Mr. Padme, um, another reason the designer who worked on the Padme kit was very adamant that he had taken a lot of inspiration from the cartoon, the Clone Wars, and he she isn't midriff version in that, so it was like a combination of both of those things that is really. And yeah, I, I agree. They're they're both uh, badasses.
1: There we go. Now, now the thing that I love about uh, about Shock T is that she gains turn meter when the enemies deal damage to her, making her hard to focus down on early. And she even commands allies, which is you know easy to play, you know doing assists, but definitely hard to master. You know, six of one, half dozen of the other. Sometimes, when it comes to calling assists, you know, yeah, people sure. know that with Jolie Bindu, or Findu, as we like to call him, after the <laughs> Padme event. Thanks for that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh huh. Yeah. What? What? Uh, was? Was there? What was the the thoughts behind her doing those abilities?
4: Well, you know, the designers and, you know, I, I never want to take credit for the, the thought that goes behind into it. And so that's why we try to start doing these um, developer insights uh, type interviews with the designers that work on these kits. Um, you know, they always start with the material and they start very kind of clearly at like, what is it about this character? And so they often start with stuff that like, I'm um, not to be like cheesy, but like inspiration words. Right. In fact, I think. For um, Shakti, they're like, she's um, an inspiring leader. She's got heightened reflexes. What is it about her that makes her do those things? And the kids kind of evolve organically from that. And so I think um, for her in particular, I think that they really kind of started at that level of like, what is it about her in the fiction? And then they went straight into the like, okay, clearly she's a clone, like works well with clone troopers. Clearly she works well with Galactic Republic. And um, she's not the one necessarily kind of doing it herself but she's the one kind of bringing them all to action and then and then and then yeah it's taking those mechanics and um some of the characters that we're working on right now have entirely new mechanics that they're um they're playing with and that's what i love about this design team is that they're always trying to think of like new different kind of tweaks to them mm. to make each character feel differently.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, we, we've got some more. Yeah, yeah, that is awesome, Scotty. And we, we've got some more characters that we're going to be talking about here. But one of the things that were, was uh, sent to us about all of this, when they were ta- telling us about Shock T is that um, she's got a niche Geonosis light side territory battle um, position. Are, are, are you able to talk about that right now?
4: Yeah, sure. I can talk about that because I think one of the, the kind of keys to how we do stuff, right, is that we're, like I said, I mentioned Nesting Doll earlier. It's kind of setting up the future of things, right? And so we're releasing the dark side right now. And the dark side territory battle is going to rely on the Separatist droids. Um, and if you look at the way in yes. we ro- roadmap, yeah, I know, mm. I'm excited too. Um, if you look at the way in which we roadmap, we actually kind of hit these beats where there's a kind of evolving value to those characters that in some ways corresponds with those characters moving from, in some cases, marquees or legendaries, but onto the table. Um, and as people get them over time, maybe the second or third return of a legendary or hero's journey, that there is a, a new kind of renewed value for them. So if you choose not to get Shakti now, there will be more value to her later, as I'm sure you can imagine. For now, you know, she's just a character that you can start working on if you love her and you're working in fun Wars.
2: Well, I mean, like, for me, Carrie, I've got to say that, uh, you know, I'll be working on her immediately. I love the character. And here's a little bit of lore for all you people that are listening, because if you're thinking, oh, well, maybe she may not work with my uh, clone characters. Well, she was actually approached by two members of Domino Squad who were in the game. Which are Fives and Echo, and uh, she—they actually asked uh, Shark T to transfer uh, to another squad. Now she, disapp- uh, she disapproved of their plea, and she told them that. When in battle, they should fight as a group, not as individuals. And with that, T allowed Domino Squad to face one more challenge. This is when they were trying to get into the uh, into the crew of being the next clone troopers. And Domino Squad successfully completed it. T graduated them to Grand Army of the Republic as well. So you know, I reckon that we might see some synergies here between Fives and Echo. Carrie,
4: just a quick thing that I'm thinking. Uh, you clearly know more public Clone Wars than I do. <laughs> and, that, you know, like, and that's not to like make everyone feel like, oh, I'm so sad that Carrie doesn't know everything about um, the Star Wars universe. I have my specialties, and I will say that I am learning a lot about the Clone Wars as we're working into this. Um, it may be obvious or apparent that uh, the Old Republic and the original trilogy are things that I feel very passionately about, but we have a lot of our designers, in fact, most of our designers kind of grew up in the era of the Clone Wars. And so I think they're just as excited as a lot of the players, and it sounds like you are, for the, for those synergies. And did oh, yeah. you notice how I totally deflected your actual question? That was on purpose. <laughs> um, <laughs> all that light side stuff is probably a conversation for another pod. oh i like it
2: oh i like it i like it hey uh look you know something else that we need to talk about is uh you know with getting this character i mean like you know she's certainly someone that i want uh in fact uh carrie while we're at it actually uh if you just give me a second because you know as i told you she is my second favorite character in the game Uh, here's my, uh, here's some details. Uh, four zero one seven nine five four one. That's my credit card. You can have that. Um, (laughs) take my money now. Well, (laughs) how, now Carrie, how are we going to get Scotty's
1: money? I mean, I, we are recording, I will admit we are recording this on Sunday. Uh, so this information might already be out there. Uh, is she a marquee? Is she a galactic chase? Are we seeing the first character galactic chase or is this a standard marquee?
4: It's a standard marquee at the moment. And in fact, she's kind of the first marquee in a little while. Mm. Um, and so we said last year, and we talked about this a lot, like we did way too many marquees at the beginning of last year. There was a lot of fatigue around that. And and we moved into, you know, more legendaries and heroes journey type things. And so, you know, we were kind of trying to move away from that and explore with Black Chase and things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, we will revisit some of the original ones and she's a marquee. And I'll say like, For now, because I always feel like I need to caveat everything if there's some last-minute, like, actually, let's change it. But I think all plans are for her to be a marquee. Okay,
2: excellent. Excellent. That's good. That's good. Now, moving on, Paul, because uh, I wanted to mention, too, that there – are another two characters that are uh, coming to the game. And, Carrie, am I right in thinking that these guys are going to be a part of the Territory Battle rewards? There's going to be two characters for this as rewards for the Territory Battle? You are
4: absolutely right. So one of them is going to be the kind of Captain Han Solo equivalent from the Hoth battle, and the other one's the Rolo equivalent. And so these are the two characters that kind of live in the requirement phase.
2: Wow, that's awesome. Now, one of them... Is Wat Tambor now, uh, guys? I'm not sure if you've uh, you know know this, but Wat Tambor he was actually uh, a part of the Techno Union. He was a Separatist uh, as well, which is always good. And uh, he actually earned himself a seat on the Separatist Council during the Clone Wars. And uh, Tambor's dealings with the Separatists were exposed by the Republic infiltration team, which consisted of Rex, Clone Force 99, and Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker. I got a funny feeling that this might be uh, one of part of the counter team to Padme, perhaps.
4: I don't know, (laughs) me. <laughs> um, no, I, I, uh, um, I'm actually super excited about time more, and, and it's funny too because we love Star Wars. I mean, we love Star Wars, and uh, on the team, we have fun with it sometimes too. And maybe sometimes when we're trying to have fun and people don't want to have fun, it doesn't come across very well. But I think I think in the recent Q and A, there was or there was something where um, CG Top Hat Nick, who's the live producer, he answered a question with what. And uh and he was trying to hint at Watampur and like I don't think anyone picked up on it. I didn't I haven't been scooping around to see no, if they had. But no one has. Liked, no, probably not that. I- the designer who we're talking about Tambor Kyle, um, he has done something I think super cool. And it's um, this this ability that he has where he's basically like um, distributing tech. And so there's going to be Uh, kind of an option between which tech that he distributes to which allies. Um, And like I said before, like they're kind of playing around with this idea of like doing new new kinds of strategies and content and new abilities in new ways. And that's super fun. And I love that they do that. It gets very, very difficult for us long-term because the there's so many of you hammering on the game that, it, like, you'll figure all kinds of things out. But I think um, I think it's worth it in the long run to make them exciting. And so he's, so, he's going to be super cool. Like the,
1: the way that it was described to us is that this tech that he has will act as mini-uniques. Essentially... You know, kind of uh, extorting his own team for for people that are familiar with current game mechanics. Um, just you know, he's arming the separatists. <laughs> yes, exactly. Gamera.
4: And that feels very like on on brand for him. And you know, he's going to be the first uh, dark side non-combatant. Um, and so that's really exciting. And I, I remember like way back in the day, because um, I'm a I'm a big dark side fan, personally. Oh, um, nice. And so, I remember sending letters. I was at EA. I was actually working on The Simpsons back then, and I was sending um, emails to friends of mine who worked on this game right when it launched, being like, where are all the dark side healers, guys? <laughs> and so, I think sometimes... Um, you know, because Star Wars is, a, is often a story, pri- not primarily, but the story is often around the good guys, and they interact with a lot of people, and sometimes it's difficult for us to tell the bad guys' stories as much. And so, I'm thrilled that this is going to be you know finally the dark side getting a non-combatant that can play around that way well,
1: the, th- the thing is, is you know, with him being a non-combatant, I can't wait to run into the to the teams that are C-3PO, Hermit Yoda,
4: and Watt Tambor. Right, right. Of course, that will happen.
2: <laughs> See, like you know, the day that we're recording this is uh, Carrie. I'm not sure if you knew this, but it's a happy 20th anniversary to the release of the uh, first, uh, the Phantom Menace, when it got released in the cinemas, and a uh, big happy 20th birthday to it too. And the question that I have to ask you is that when C Top hat and the guys were, uh, you know, coming up with this character. Were they walking around going, "My lord, is that legal? I will make it legal." <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, you know what? We, I mean, there is a lot of nerding out that happens in the in the design rooms. And um, good, yes. Yeah, so it is about as as not to, not to say that's nerdy, but it's a little bit nerdy. Um, and and um, yeah. For me, I don't know. Which uh, the day, one of the dates that I go off of is the uh, digital release. Maybe it was in the U.S. Is because it's the the Phantom Menace was released in theaters the first week of my first um, job in the games industry. So I just had my twentieth anniversary of being in games. Well done. And so for me, that's a lot of like what the connection is there. Is I remember it was in the theaters, and I was getting a job. And a couple months later, because that job was in Long Island, uh, I bumped into Natalie Portman in a Seven Eleven.
2: Oh, cool.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was like near her hometown.
2: Oh. Oh, if I was oh a fly on the wall for that, Carrie. If I was a fly on the wall I, for that. She's my queen. Well, to be
4: fair, I didn't say anything because <laughs> I was—I didn't want to be that person. But uh, <laughs> I, I believe a, for the friend that I was there with said, under his breath, my queen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I like it. Well, this character is going to be lots of fun. What, Tambor? I can't wait to see him in the game. He's kind of going to be like uh, the Darth Hermit Yoda from uh, reading into the kit. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. But the other one that I'm really looking forward to it was finally, finally, the Geos and Poggle the Lesser is no longer going to be the only leader in the Geo team. We've got another Geo which is coming to the game, and that's going to be a part of the uh, Territory Battle character reward as well.
4: Yeah, so this is a Junosian Alpha, which is a character that we um, that is kind of coming to the universe for the first time in our game, which, you know, I've been able to be a part of a couple of moments like that where we get to sort of define a lot of the Old Republic stuff. Um, the, some of the team got to define things or like little areas, to flesh them out more than they have been fleshed out in the past. And so the Geonosians are an interesting um, squad because as you know, we kind of been, we're playing around with them in the old territory war of uh, special abilities. And we, we really wanted to do something with, the, um, with them, make them a full squad. Without necessarily reworking absolutely every single character in the faction. And so we have bringing a new character, another leader. Um, the Geonosian Bridalpha is also leveraging some new tech that we're doing uh, as a mm. part of the territory battle, which is a summoning tech. And so uh, mm. he's going to summon another unit. And so there's actually a sixth slot, as you know, for when you borrow an ally for some of the game modes from a friend. And um, he's going to be leveraging that to summon uh, a brute. And so you get kind of two characters for the price of one with this guy.
1: Yes, that's awesome, Paul. How good does this sound? It, it sounds great. And, and also fr- from reading the uh, from reading the kit, it with the assist strategy and not only this he uh, for correct me if i'm wrong here constant health and protection equalization yeah. he is the he's the the Barras well um
4: yeah i mean <laughs> i i, I... I'm afraid of phrasing it that way. Cause I know people feel very strongly about Paris. Right. But, um, now,
1: now that remember yeah. people listening, this is my opinion, not yeah. CG. She's not promising anything. Yeah. I am just <laughs> giving my opinion like I do every other show.
4: <laughs> well, and, and to be, I mean, that's exactly how we, we sell it. Right. Like I, you know, I don't ever want to be like too cagey when I talk about stuff, but I've, I've learned from the past to be like, you know, that I, we'll say what our intent is. And then, um, because everyone's really excited they they kind of pick on that piece and then and then something happens right like we change or whatever but for sure um he is absolutely bringing that kind of the health protection it, it's it's um it, the other component of it is this this concept of hive mind which is this new kind of th- this is how he's going to level up um a lot of the other characters some of the geonosians are getting um kind of touched up a little bit but but the big kind of piece here is not only is he bringing someone else to the battle but he is going to be kind of bringing all of the Gen- genosians up with this um hive mind mechanic
2: that is awesome
1: now if if we were if we were to say that the brood su- summons the brute right mm-hmm. if if the brood alpha dies the brood go around fighting for their fighting for their alpha
4: Yeah, and actually on the thing that you said earlier about people bringing C-3PO, Hermit Yoda, and Blot Tambor to a battle, if you've brought the Genosian Brute Alpha and the Brute is left behind, the Brute is technically also going to be kind of in the same bit. So if you kill one member of the other person's team, there may be four people on that team who are no longer going to engage you in battle.
2: Wow. Wow. So I'm actually thinking, okay, so he's going to be using Brute uh, there is another character that uses Brute. I like to delve into these sorts of things, Carrie. You must indulge me for a second. This is me thinking. I will, I
4: will. Uh, I'm
2: thinking that he might have some... Uh, he may just have some synergies with Savage.
4: That's very interesting. I'm, I'm listening attentively as if I am just a consumer
2: and I do nothing. <laughs> uh, being, that, uh, the, being that Savage uses brute force. Uh, so I'm actually thinking that this, this might work. Oh, I like it. Uh, that's something I want to test. I want to test that.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, if if you test it and you don't see anything, never forget the fact that I may be writing this down right now and you may see something later. We're always nesting, darling. We're always
2: doing stuff later. Awesome, awesome. I like the sound of that. Well, look, you know, with this character, though, too, I do like this. Uh, he is a tank lead. Uh, but for, for my liking, I mean, adding that extra character, too, is pretty awesome. But to me, just looking at his own kit, though, because uh, that was a surprise. I didn't realize that he was coming uh, as a as a duo. But uh, looking at his kit, though, it kind of reminds me a little bot a little bit of Bosk uh, in that he's going to make your Geo teams just that much better. And I like the sound of this because I like my Geos.
4: Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's um, when we go around, we're looking at like when to bring in new characters, when to do reworks, right? And we've been doing a lot more reworks, and, and it's so hard because people have expectations of what they think the character is supposed to be and what they are currently. And I think that there are definitely characters that we believe, especially the ones that we released a long time ago, that are just not up to, to snuff. Mm. And so going back in there and addressing them, you know, meticulously hand by hand as the designers do, is something that we really care about very passionately. I would say that it's always something we want to do with everybody. But in this case, we were like, Look, there are a couple of characters that really need to be looked at. Poggles being looked at,
5: I yeah. believe
4: the Genoshan spy is too. But then, how do we take this character and really kind of uh, raise it all? Because I um, maybe to, to my own detriment, like like to often make Starship Troopers references, and so I, you know, I, I was kind of like. Think of this as like putting the hand on the bug and being like, it's afraid. It's a, you know, it's like this idea of the bugs. of all of this stuff is kind of related in kind of science fiction, sort of, you know, the origins of that. And so we start very high with like themes and how does it feel and all of that. And um, and then we kind of take it down into the practicality of like what we're going to do to all these characters.
2: Love it. Hey, uh, well, your, your your art guys work on this pretty intensively, don't they? I mean, uh, you recently had. Uh, uh, the guys uh, from the Star Wars show make an appearance over at Capital Games just recently, and they were talking about uh, the previous era, which was the Old Republic era. But uh, the the guys in the art department they work extremely hard, don't they, Carrie?
4: Oh, absolutely. I mean, like of of course I'm going to say that these guys. I mean, they they but they really really care, you know. And again, I think that's sort of the theme. Uh, that I think of when I think about the success of this game and is that this is a team where every everybody passionately cares about A, the Star Wars, B, their work ethic, and C, um, this game. Something that's been really awesome for us is that we got this this guy that's doing some of the videos that we're doing, the new video treatments, right? And he goes in-engine, he goes into Unity, which is what our game is done in, and he's been kind of exploring with our assets. And then collaborating with the art team and so a lot of what the team does is with the character reworks with the art they look at what they're doing and go how do we push it to the next level how do we make it better and then they push each other and that's what i think is the most exciting thing for me about being on the team is that everyone cares so much about that
1: you know with with all these Gionotions, notions, i know you can't talk about future characters or anything like that but there are two clone wars characters well, there's one Rebels character and one Clone Wars character that we need in this game. Oh, I know where this is going. Uh, as on. far as the uh, Yeah, other than the Gynocean, uh the the, the next Ocean that you we need is Click-Clack. We need Click-Clack and his egg, please.
4: Okay, I'll put them on the list with all the other characters.
1: <laughs> really- well, I- now, now here's the one. Here's the one that needs to come to the game and he will be the first neutral. I've talked about this on the show before. Yeah. We need Hondo Onaka. Mm. Do this for
2: Thaddeus from going nerdy. Do this for me from the escape Podcast. Or
4: I guess you You could say
2: the new galaxy's edge as well. He's one of the central characters there too.
4: Yeah. And we've, (laughs) um, Oh man, I have to be careful about what I said. Uh, (laughs) Hondo is also on the list and has been actually been on the list for quite a while. So, um, it, it's hard, right I mean of course, it's hard, but like there's so many characters that we want to do still. And um figuring it out. Like I think one of the things we decided to do was trend a little bit more towards a theme. And I'm not gonna say that it was like a Wednesday for me that everybody was like, oh, I'm done with the old republic, get to something else. Uh, but I do want people to feel like we've done justice. And so maybe by the time we get through all the Clone Wars content, you guys will be like, All right, you can take a break for a little bit and come back later. No, <laughs> yes. no, yeah. it's
1: not gonna be fatigue like KOTOR, is it?
4: I don't know. I mean, the cultural thing for me was the original intent of it was actually when I could tell you, because two years ago I wrote a plan that said to bridge us from Solo to Episode nine we needed a drumbeat is the way that sort of described it. And so if you look at um, the beginning of the kind of the seedlings, um, starting with the Nihilus and the Sith Triumvirate Raid, and then you've got the 15th anniversary of, and then we, we released Bastila and the Old Republic, Lightside Companions, like, all of that, if you look at this, every few months we were doing something over public, it was intended to be, like, a thread that carried us through. I know why people were fatigued. It was because of how the difficulty and the, to, to acquire them ramped up, and I certainly understand some of the frustrations around that. Um, so it's not going to be exactly the same, um, but there are going to absolutely be a lot of Clone Wars characters coming. And so if people don't love Clone Wars, um, they will... Uh, you looking forward
1: to the thing we have planned next. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> oh, me, Carrie. That's um, awesome. <laughs> before we go to a break, before we go to our break here. Um, you know, this is completely I know you've mentioned a few characters that you want to see. What characters do you want to see taking your papers, putting them aside right now? If Carrie was a consumer and only a consumer, who does Carrie want to see?
4: Uh, I think the number one character would be Jabba the head.
2: Yes, mine too. I'd love to yeah, see. Yeah, I just
4: think. Yeah, I just think it would be super cool. Like, what, like, like as a as a like a person who loves kind of when people play around with game mechanics, I think that'd be super cool. It would be challenging, I think, in the constructs that we have because of his size. Um, but we've talked about <laughs> all kinds of things that we want to do that where we, I think we just need to maybe throw some of the rules out the window in terms of like size or scale. I'm not saying like have it be inaccurate, but I'm saying like our game principles where it's like the character must be visible fully on the screen at all times. Like maybe we always have to do that. So I've got,
1: I've got your answer. I've got your answer. And, and and our friend crumb is going to love this. Have Jabba be the character, but the model be salacious, be crumb doing Jabba's bidding. (laughs)
4: <laughs> that's awesome yeah and i i do he yes he is constantly in my face about about crumb like actually putting crumb in the game um <laughs> and i have a plan for that but i also think that you have a question later i'm gonna pretend like we didn't i don't know what you're gonna ask um where you're gonna ask me about things that I, we want to do or haven't done yet or you know like crazy off the wall mode and i'm gonna i'm gonna i want you to remember and say just crumb because i'm gonna tell you something then
1: Oh, okay. That, that's, a, that's a perfect way to do this. Still to come, we're going to talk about the Geonosis Territory Battle and much more, as you already heard. And uh, there is uh, something that we're going to be doing a giveaway, Carrie. Somebody donated something because of how big this episode is. I want to let you know um, that uh, I've given you information about this giveaway that somebody donated to to help out with the GoFundMe that I'm doing for uh, my wife's medical bills. I cannot wait to reveal that, but that's not till the end of the
2: show. Coming up in just a moment, Paul, we're going to get into the bit that you really want to get into, man.
1: This is going to be awesome. The Territory Battle reveal is coming up in just a moment, right on the other side of the Escape podcast for kids with the NEV. Stick around. Hi, this is Cyphermaster SB Crumb and you're listening to the Escape Pod cast. This show was recorded in front of a live studio audience.
0: Micaius Modding Mayhem is the premier remodding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Micayas will rebuild your roster from top to bottom and give you consultation on where to go from there. Micayas has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and lots of useful additional services, including a full cleanup of your mods, loadout pages, PVP plans and more. Contact Micayas today on Discord at all lowercase Micayas number 0127. That's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S number 0127 or at mods at gmail.com Micaius Modding Mayhem the official remodding service of the Escape Pod cast like what you hear on the Escape Pod cast want to support Scotty
4: and Paul then sign up to be a Patreon for as low as $2 a month you can help them launch Escape Pods for months to come visit patreon.com slash the Escape Pod to sign up support us today Hey everyone, it is the heartthrob of the outer rim, your boy ers and you are listening to the Escape Pod cast with Paul Anthony and Scotty McLaren. Boys, I think I speak for all of us when I say you are hot. You are red hot. The
2: escape pod, cast for kids. It's really cool.
3: Hello there, boys and girls, and welcome to the Escape Pod. Cast for Kids with me, the Nev. Today we're going to talk about Territory Battles, which is one of the main guild events that requires maximum participation and cooperation from you and your guild mates. Now if you haven't reached level 65 yet, you can't participate in Territory Battles, but that doesn't make my advice any less important, because if you can't play Territory Battles now, you can most certainly get ready for it. Territory battles take place on an icy planet in the Hoth system. It's the planet shown in the Star Wars movie, The Empire Strikes Back, so you can imagine all the map scenes are covered in snow. Except the fleet battles, of course. No snow in space. There are two types of territory battles, light side and dark side. The light side involves you using all the factions from the light side of your roster to defeat the Empire. The dark side involves you using all the dark side factions from your roster to defeat the Rebellion. Each territory battle is the same format, with you battling through six phases, with each containing three maps that have foes to defeat. Phase one only contains two maps, which is the game's way of easing you into the battle. Each phase has a time limit of 24 hours, so you have plenty of time to get the victories you need to collect points and stars. The more territory points you score, the faster you collect stars. You and your guild are trying to get three stars on each map. The more stars you collect, the greater the reward at the end of the event. Each phase and the maps in those phases will present you with a plethora of different challenges, and with those extra challenges come extra rewards. In each phase, there is a map containing a special mission that requires a specific faction that you can only use to battle the enemy. If you defeat the enemy using the faction selected, you will receive a special reward. The special rewards are separate from the overall rewards you will receive at the end of the event. There are special rewards even include new characters. Now it will take a long time to collect the shards for these characters, but the more people in your guild that complete the special mission, the more shards you will receive. All the other special missions will give you guild currency. Now the guild event currency will allow you to buy lots of gear for your characters, and also two characters only available from the guild event store. Those characters are Hermit Yoda and the Wampa. These characters also take a long time to farm, but are very good additions to your roster. As you progress through each phase of the territory battle, you will encounter harder and harder enemy squads. To help you defeat these squads, you can place characters in platoons. The more you fill the platoons, the bigger your bonus attacks will be when you face off against the enemy squads. Listen to the instructions carefully from your guild leader and officers, as they will tell you which platoons they would like filling. This will give your guild the best chance at getting the most stars. The ultimate goal of territory battles is to achieve a perfect run and get all 48 stars available. This will give you a huge amount of rewards, which will include gear, guild currency, guild event currency, and crystals. Don't worry if your guild isn't scoring high. The territory battle isn't an event that you can clear perfectly right away. It's about making gradual progress. My advice to those of you out there listening, collect the factions for the special missions and make those factions as strong as you can. The extra rewards you get from completing special missions over the course of the event add up to a lot and will let you buy extra shards and gear from the guild event store. This event is all about teamwork. Unlike the raids where you can dive in and blast away, it's very important to follow the instructions from your guild leadership, so be sure to always check your guild chat for last-minute orders. That's all for me this week. Thank you for joining me for Storytime with the Nev on the Escape Pod, Cast for Kids. Hey there, it's Zylo Takedown from Takedown Games, and
4: you're listening to the Escape Pod podcast.
2: G'day, this is Scotty McLaren, and I'm here to tell you about one of the many game changes that, of course, started this working relationship between Paul Anthony and myself, and that is, of course, Cubs fan Han. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. If it wasn't for Cubs fan Han, we wouldn't be a part of the CFH network, and being a part of the CFH network is something that both Paul and myself hold very dear. Oh, that is not DEPRESSING! If you haven't been and liked Cubs Fan Han's channel yet, what are you doing? This man knows a fair bit about the game, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Am I Mormon? Who cares about religion? This is Galaxy of Heroes! Well, most of the time. He does some really cool things on his channel, and one of the many things you should be checking out is the top 25 for each month. I fully expect that he will be the number one character next month. He also does live streams for Grand Arena, and. And sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't.
4: I'm not gonna make the same mistake
2: I've made before. And he provides second-to-none gaming advice for all of you guys. Snowtrooper might deserve the proverbial shoe to be thrown. So what are you waiting for? Go and give Cubs fan Han a like today over on YouTube. If you want more details, we'll check it out in the description below.
1: tournament is so much better this month than it was last month, oh my goodness.
2: And as Cubs fan Han always says, Han shot first.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Paul Anthony, co-host of the escape pod cast. I'm sure you've heard Scotty's plea for donations to help with my wife, Kristen, and I with the medical bills that we face after Kristen's late 2018 cancer diagnosis. So now is never a better time than ever that if you could spare anything to help us cover the deductibles we are facing in this fight please head on over to GoFundMe.com slash Mrs. Anthony and make a donation. Even if you don't have the monetary ability to help, spending a few moments of your time, which honestly is our most valuable resource, to share it with a friend who possibly can means just as much. That's GoFundMe.com slash Mrs. Anthony. Thank you, listeners. For everything that you do.
4: This is Cubs fan Han, and you're listening to
0: The Escape Pod Cast. <laughs> the Escape Pod Cast, The Round Hollow Table.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it is the world premiere. Am I able to say that, Carrie?
0: Sure,
4: uh, sure. You can say anything you want. World premiere. All right.
1: This is of the what? world premiere <laughs> of information for the Geonosis territory battle. I've been okay. waiting for this for a long, long time. um Carrie, the first question is,
2: well, hang uh, on, hang on, Paul, before you get going with the first question. Have you got your Microsoft Excel ready to go, my friend? because you need to <laughs> yes. do some spreadsheets.
1: I need a spreadsheet. I absolutely need a spreadsheet, so my question is, are we going to get you know can can you reveal? summary of the GP requirements or anything, you know, what, what are we going to need for this territory battle?
4: Yeah. So, okay. That's a good question. So I, I don't know which of this news is uh, going to be world. Uh, the world first reveal but i promise i will just keep talking until i'm certain that you have something that we are not announcing this week that's how all of these um everything that we're saying is like in approvals right now so i will say um this and oh also testing so everything is going through testing and so numbers subject to change blah 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 right (laughs) um so first of all it's uh yeah we've wanted to do another territory battle for a while it's a lot of work it's a lot of content um you know to make the battles interesting like you know we don't want to just kind of slap in there. Everybody, design team, art team, um, engineers, you know, they have a passion for this game and they want to make sure that it's still special. So I'm, I'm excited because it's actually going to have a lot of really cool kind of special components. Um, and to your question about the sort of requirements, like I said, subject to change, there is going to be a GP entry requirement, but most guilds should have should meet it um the the reason is because it is going to be hard it's going to be pretty pretty hard it's going to be harder than the dark side territory battle um we're still kind of tuning all of the specifics but
5: Oof.
4: you know the players of this game are sorry, i don't know what to say like every time we think we've made something har- so hard as to be practically impossible it gets beaten you know within minutes and um And so it's not like we're trying to do that. Obviously, that's a very core group of people that do that kind of stuff. But we did want it to be a challenge. But we also want it to be a challenge in new and interesting ways. So there is a GP threshold. I think I'll just say that the current kind of working number is, I think, is in the 80 million range. And so there should be guilds that have an 80 million GP or more um, will be able to get in. But then it's going to be pretty hard. So don't don't roll in there and expect that you're suddenly going to get, you know, 25 stars off the bat.
1: So 80 million divided by the 50 people that are there. So your average must be 1.6 million, just for those who want to do the, want me to do the quick math. Good.
4: good, good. I was I'm pulling open the calculator app. I, thought you were <laughs> yeah. I was doing <laughs> the same uh, thing.
1: <laughs> you said this is difficult. Yeah. You, you said this is difficult, Carrie. Now, uh, uh, in your post earlier uh or or in the q and a that was going on, what did you call this this one uh bardzo bardzo trundi yeah <laughs> did, okay okay, so, okay yeah. so so give me a second here you you know I, I wanna say this you know, I said this last week on the show, but just to show people that I have no problem in saying this to you, to your digital face if you will mm-hmm. you know you we we originally called uh um Ewoks difficult am i correct yeah Okay, and so we then had uh um the well Ewok C3PO. Then we had uh chewy which was very difficult.
4: Very difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: What, what what have we already done? Significantly, Significantly difficult. Job. And we yeah. had and then we had <laughs> arduous for yeah. uh, um so you went Polish. I
5: did. You <laughs> I went
1: Polish. Here. L- let me help you with some English words. Laborious. Strenuous. Demanding. Exacting. Stiff. Heavy. Painful. Labored. Trying. Titanic. Bothersome. Troublesome. troublesome, Burdensome. How about this one? Backbreaking. Not easy. I mean, just the words not easy. Worrisome. Onerous. Attended by obstacles. That was my favorite one that I read last week. Rigorous. Herculean. (laughs) Requiring much effort. Gargantuan. Uphill. Scythian.
4: Ooh, Scythian, I like that. I'm pretty sure I've said Herculean before, but also because I just like to say it a lot. That's not like a lot of Greek references. Um, Like, by the way, like tip of the spear, um, which I'm still a little bit annoyed about. But anyway, um, (laughs) it's like expression. Um, But uh, yeah, so I'll just explain that to you because it is something we talk about, right? Is that how like every word gets picked apart? And I didn't know that specifically about the difficulty thing, I think until after Chewy when when it was like... um, well, and actually, I think there was a thing where I said that we'd make a, do significant, make good, and then everybody was like, eh, significant. And so we sit there. People want to know why we don't post more, like, every day. Sometimes we're going back and forth about what the possible interpretations are of, of, of individual words. Anyway, so it became a thing internally when we noticed that people were kind of... Um, picking apart the relative difficulty. And we absolutely have um, a lot of English words that we have yet to exhaust, but it's very rare in any Q&A or anything where I want to come out and say no to something. Um, and <laughs> as you may recall the last, or the first Q&A, um, Top Hat said no to Porkins. And then immediately what happened, cause like we never say no to characters cause we're like, sure, why not? And um, for some reason, it was also, like, very late on a Saturday night. I think it was – I remember it was St. Patrick's Day. We all came into the office because it was sort of like, we got to do this. And um, he said, I'm just going to say no to Porkins. I was like, fine, whatever. <laughs> and um, and then, the, the, like, that week, someone made a Porkins Twitter account. And that person, like, every couple of weeks, like, messages me, like, hey, man, don't forget about me. Like, you know, why do you hate me so much? It's hilarious. But – I, I realize that the words I say have meaning, and so I try very careful with it as somebody who also just like blabs on a lot, as you can tell from this podcast, um, from my my part, at least. Anyway, so <laughs> well, we rarely say no to things, but earlier in the answering of the questions, and I don't know, I I hope this question and answer actually got posted, but somebody said, will you ever translate to Polish? And I said... Yes,
1: that one did no. get posted.
4: Okay, thank God. All right, Otherwise, that would have been totally bizarre. Um, anyway, so... Um, I said, no, because the reality is, as much as I'd like to leave the door open for stuff, the practicality of us translating into more languages is probably pretty low because we have a huge amount of text in the game. So it would be a, a very big upfront cost. And we're in 14 languages. So we kind of went broad anyway. And I said, no. And so when we got into one of those difficulty things, I was like, oh, what word should I use? And I was like, I'll just say muy difícil, it's, you know, like Spanish comes to my mind sometimes. And um, and then that's when uh, Eric uh, said, no, no, do Polish for the Polish guy. And so that's, that's <laughs> we went and looked it up. Yeah. So that's, I, I'm, I'm so glad that the, uh, the deep cuts are making their way and totally segway off territory battles. I'm sorry. But anyway, yeah, no, no, it's okay.
1: I, I'm going to, I'm going to segue back real quick, but, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go back from what you said. Now, are you saying that there may be a Porkins in the future or is Porkins actually a no?
4: God, I I try very hard with my language. Sometimes called like people will say I'm being legalese to never contradict myself. But you know what? Top Hat's the one who said no to Porkins, so I'm saying I want Porkins in the game. I don't know when. I would like to see Porkins in
1: the game. Shout out to the Porkins Twitter account. There you go. So, so, so that is a. There, sh- Carrie wants Porkins in the game. She's not saying no, but yeah, she's not saying yes either.
4: Where he belongs. It's a maybe. Everybody else.
2: Well, I can just imagine the uh, orange crew there of Wedge and Biggs uh, all coming to the game. And also, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker as Red Five leader, you know, uh, gold leader. You know, I thought I, I could see all that happening too, Carrie. I could. <laughs> yeah, I
4: think, think it's important. <laughs>
2: um,
4: not,
1: and also, you know, you mentioned, and we we talked about in the bonus episode last week how everybody goes towards. um everybody is is picking apart words um in the bo- in the bonus episode was because we had to record the entire show early last week but then cg crumb comes out and he puts out article about ships now mm. speaking about picking apart words and <laughs> this is, is what this we did point, yes this is exactly what we did and carrie you um, might have seen
2: my comment on arnold's channel about this as well actually because i actually said this to him uh he was banging on about some other uh weird ship that he was going to talk about but go on paul go on man we we, we figured this out yeah, we I, think I, I wanna,
4: Before you say it, can i just say one thing there was definitely one sentence that was purposefully out of place.
1: Yes. Okay. So, so, so he did show us some very good benevolence. Am I correct?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And negotiations. Okay. not the only thing.
2: And negotiations will be uh, coming, or something like that.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's
2: all. That's all we need to know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, <laughs> um. It,
1: is that going to impact uh the territory battles? Boom, segue.
4: Ah, nice segue. Um, I think that if it looks like a duck and smells like it, if it feels like Clone Wars content, then it's gonna have something to do with Clone Wars.
1: Alright, there we go. Um now this is this is the reveal. The, the you know, we there may it is true. We may you guys may have has put out information about the requirements for territory battles. But this is what we were given as our exclusive carry. Are you ready? I'm ready. Tell us about fighting the Ackley.
4: Ah, yes. Um, So uh, you would have seen the Ackley, I think. I think there's a teaser video that's coming out today. And by today, I mean the day that you guys are playing or airing this. And um, the accolade, this is what I was saying, I think I was alluding to earlier, is that we the designers wanted to take a look at uh, the territory battle and not just do a reskin path, and so there were a number of aspects of it. Designers and artists and everybody. right? I don't want to just give credit to one group, but um, the designers and artists do a lot of the legwork. And so for the artists, there was a lot of attention paid, in particular, to the Coliseum, the arena, um, and then the designers. And you know, they kind of they, they work off each other and challenge each other, and um, they wanted to do something a little bit different, and this stemmed from on Hoth. You know, you get those elites, and it's sort of like a random number of elites, and sometimes on the later uh, waves is more um, more likely to have more elites. And one of the things that we learned from the old Republic content was thinking about kind of offering mini raids of some some way, um, which mini is something raid. in between, yeah, like something in between a, uh, a, a an elite and an actual raid. And so, if you think about the difficulty around the Malik event, that's kind of in the vein. I'm not saying the difficulty per se. I'm just saying like the mm-hmm. mechanics of the of yeah. it. So the designer who designed the event for Malik, um, it designed the Aklay, and uh-oh. It's, it's, Uh-oh, uh oh! Oh,
1: Scotty, I'm sorry.
4: Just, just <laughs> the ev- the event design, as in like the mechanics of the event, not getting into the, con- the controversy of all of the difficulty of acquiring them. Um, and so he did the mechanics for the acolyte. It is going to be oh oh good. He's it's, it's going to be um, Sith-like, if you will, and um, or arduous, if you. Oh no, we said arduous already. It's going. We, to we already used arduous. Sith-like is the one I remember from your list. Um. And it is, uh, it's challenging, but it's also going to have other things to it. So, uh, again, with the caveat that everything is something to change, he literally showed this to me on Friday as I was walking out the door. He, um, for the first time ever, you will actually see other, it's not just you versus the accolade, you're going to see other people come in, because it is uh, not just, you know, one group versus one group. And there's a lot of fighting going on. And so there are going to be other people coming in and fighting the Aklei that are from the, the PvE side as well. So it's so, like kind so of a circle around them. Is wow. this a
1: simultaneous thing that's yeah. going on? Like your other, Not other
4: your humans. Other... It's PvE at the moment. But it's sort of okay. like the first foray, not into just 1v1. And it's really about the experience. I'm not suggesting that we're like... For the first time ever, we're gonna have a mode where people simultaneously play, like Double Maker i5 or whatever. But it's it's more like um, it's not just a battle between you and the accolade. There's gonna be more components to the PvE because the designers are always kind of stretching it along the theme. One of the things about everybody on the game team is that we're all pretty hardcore gamers. And so um, and and look, we get inspiration from all the other games that we play, but I but I will say is the idea of um a kind of endless mode which we we just mentioned um in the last post about a territory battle that we're having kind of like real leaderboards for the first time you know there is a competition that exists with our players but a lot of it has existed informally because we haven't formalized the structure for you guys to actually compete and so i think from both the pvp and the pve side we need to give you the, the mechanisms to be like i am the best at this I really believe there's a lot of competitive people in this game, and and they want to see as much competition as possible, and I would like to give that to them in all formats, right, PvP, PvE, um, I'll give you another suggested, later on when we're talking about pie-in-the-sky stuff, of game modes that we want to do, another kind of competition, so Salacious Crumb was one, another kind of competition, two teasers.
2: Oh, yeah, and I like what you're doing there with uh, with this territory battle as well. I mean, like because already in the squad arena, I mean it's you v uh, someone else uh, and people from all over the globe. And something that uh, I love to see that this is happening as well is that that basically shuts down shard chat. So goodbye to that, which is awesome. And uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of that, Carrie. I'm sorry, but my my shard I, yeah. is my shard is horrible. And uh, look, the other thing is is that. Uh, you know, it, the other, you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, your guild taking on everyone else, a bit like a territory war inside of a territory battle. This is really cool. I dig it.
4: The, the structure starts with. Um like, like we talked about, this is actually really good that you kind of tied those two things together, because I have been saying for at least a couple of weeks now, and there have been other answers in the Q&A and stuff about moving away from squattering and being the be-all end-all. And that doesn't mean that can happen immediately. But there were a series of steps that we've taken Honestly, from the beginning of territory battle to move into some of that more guild the guild play and and grand arena was really about making sure that personal competition was still alive and well, but it, it is about trying to move away from the one squad and so um for for our plans these happens over a period of updates and years and and things like that and it always feels to people like why can't it happen faster but the reality is like it will we're working towards something and we're always changing with with what players want for the this territory battle well, first thing we wanted to do was make sure that people liked some of the playing rope mechanics. There's going to be more nodes on this territory battle, and I'm going to skip to the inevitable question about the platoons, which is, it is going back to the random platoons. is not good news that I can give on that. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, because the thing we did with Hoth was we were trying to graduate people out of Hoth. We wanted to get it into wrote. Now, I acknowledge and admit that I don't like the fact that what has happened is it's caused people to do this incredibly tedious, I'm sorry to say, Scotty, um, or no, is it, which one of you is doing the spreadsheet? Oh, um, whoever uh, it's has me. to do the spreadsheet, it's, oh, it's me. So I'm sorry about that because that was never the intention. And that's the reflection of how hardcore the audience is. And so um, it is going back to that. But I think we acknowledge that we need to do something about at least making it available like the day beforehand or, or something. Yes, um, please,
1: please, 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 please.
4: It, in the meantime, what I will say is that this surgery battle, we're moving away from, like, we're changing the values a little bit. So those combat battles, those individual fights, um, and there will be more of them, are going to be worth more than they were worth on Hoth. And so you may find that you don't need to spreadsheet it as much, uh, at least not when you get better at it, because, um, because the combat is going to have more weight.
1: Wow. Well, you still you now now I'm going to um th- this this is where you, guys everybody was waiting for this moment where where Paul snaps. Well, we got it. Um, Go so snap. Mike, my, my I'm I'm going to snap on this because you are trying to get is it going to be the same style where we're going for stars? Yes or no on that? Yes. Okay. So, if you're going to be doing that, and the pl- and the platoons aren't going to matter as much. They're going to matter to the smaller guilds. I mean, having to sacrifice your BB-8 back in the day was not easy for a lot of people to do. So you know, it, it's going to it's going to literally cripple some people. I wanted to run Grievous just You know, earlier today, but you guys took my B1 battle droid. You know, even though I knew it was coming, gee, it sucked. But, I mean, if there's any way to make it easier for the officers to be able to, you know, even if we can see ahead, you know, just a plan. You can make it random, but let us see ahead. That's my plea from a veteran territory battle officer.
4: And uh, it's that was one of the reasons why we did it on Hoth. Um, again, maybe I'll be at late, but we got a lot of feedback from officers about how difficult their lives were. And like I said, I don't think we understood the degree to which uh, the planning, um, was going to be a problem. And so, um, in terms of how much time it takes, right? Like I, like, I think, you know, a lot of what we were thinking was like, look, people are going to get them or they're not going to get them. They're going to contribute or not. But the idea that's like, nobody do anything until we do this. And then, so then you're logging in multiple times a day. Um, yeah, it happens yeah, I, all I get the time.
1: It. I spend an hour on my lunch to do, you know, when it was, when it was random, I spent an hour on my lunch, Figuring out, entering, typing in all the names of these people, having to drill down on every single darn ocean to figure out if it was Poggle or Sun Fact for the love of Pete. You know, put a name on the bottom, please. But, you know, just being able yeah. to see who's coming, that would make our lives a lot easier for those of us who love our spreadsheets so much.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's, like, and that's the, like, you know, I, whenever we come out and talk about the game, like, I want to say, I want to be as, like, honest and forthright as possible. That's the thing we haven't solved yet. Um, so I, I we're going to frustrate you probably for a little bit more. Um, we are definitely... it's one of those things where there's still just a little bit of time left for us to figure out if there's anything we can do. But the the thing I won't change that I don't want to change is the the decision, the choice, the choice that you have to produce the platoon or not, because the reality is that those platoon and and, um, to segue into something that's like a little bit, you know, kind of um, I think exciting is that, um, the, we're changing kind of the mechanics of those platoons, the platoons are now going to use that summoning tech that I mentioned, and they're going to be able to summon units. Um, and so, so far in testing, people really like that, wow. instead of the abilities that we had put in before. It's so a new thing, right? um but i don't mind the choice i don't mind the fact that you're like i really want to use this squad as a whole squad but you made me put that character into the platoon i i would say i didn't make you do anything It was a choice that you made my friend um so the, and, so
1: yeah let me interject here so the platoons will now be summoning an additional unit they're not going to be yeah. you know get te- pulling you know saying oh these guys can't regenerate anymore or this gives you an extra attack, it will, it's the platoons will give you a, I'm guessing this is me speculating speculation station right in front of Carrie. (laughs) Uh, So these platoons are going to be summoning, I'm guessing progressively better units to fight alongside you. Is that true?
4: I think that's a very fair speculation. Okay. All right. Um, So, and so they're going to be summoning units for you. And so, so there's a choice. So I do not mind, even if, if, players don't like having to choose, I don't mind the choice. What I do mind and what I do think is a fair criticism is the frustration point that comes from you having to sit down and make a spreadsheet. And there are a number of things about this game. I mean, I'll be honest before we put in um, squad management, I used to have, I mean, I'm sure many people had, I, but I worked on this game. I had an Excel spreadsheet with all my characters on it where I was trying to figure out which ones I was going to use for which, you know, for like which squads I was going to put together. And that just seems like something that we should uh, address and we plan to address. It's just back to my earlier thing about time. It's like there's so many things we want to do. We want to do new features for old school players. We want to do new features for new players. We want to do quality of life. You know, I think, I, I won't speak to other dev teams, but it's always been a priority for me that we spend at least 25% of our year of work on quality of life features out of respect for the investment that people put in this game. But the older it gets, the more it's like, oh, crap, maybe we need to spend more time on that. And so balancing between new and old.
2: Can I just jump in here for a second? Yeah. And and, and congratulations, too, on that latest quality of life update, too. Something that I really, really love is that now I'm no longer waiting for two minutes to sim the daily, uh, you know, the, the, The the daily rewards and daily gear and yeah yeah, the challenges yeah yeah i'm i I don't have to wait it's five seconds bam 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 and i'm loving that and you know hopefully trying to get my zeta mats to come faster as well on a uh monday and a sunday which i love too so congratulations on that carrie
4: thanks i mean that's i mean like again it's like there's so many of them like like and the problem is that one was um We we want to do them. It's not like we're holding out on them, right? We want to do them whenever we can, but there's also just a degree to which there's limited resources. And so we've been talking about the platoon problem for quite some time. In fact, um, back in a lot of what I did in the past year was started like lurking in certain Discord channels. Um, And so for a period of time, I lurked in a few guild channels and other channels. I'll just say where. It was watching people coordinate, right? And there's just the reality of what you think of when you, you you come up with the idea for a feature and then what you work through in development. But there's a whole other thing when you then apply it to scale, right? Where you have millions of people playing something and you start to watch the practical application of it. And it was really not ever our intention to make it frustrating. And so um, the the difficulty with the platoon piece is... Everything we've wanted to do, like we wanted to do something where it shows you how many people in your guild have an uh, eligible unit, is a lot of work. It's, like It's so much work. And so um, we, we want it to be something that asks you to build up your collection. That's why there's a random component. But we don't want it to be frustrating. And so we don't have a solve for that. It is going to be frustrating for a little bit my commitment is that we're going to try to work on that as soon as we can. It's in some way. Yeah.
1: The, the solve for that would be, you know, just to let us plan. Um, now, are these territory, the, the platoons, are they still going to be worth territory points as well? Or are they yeah. only yeah. support?
4: No, they will be worth. And I don't, none of this has been finalized, but they they still, most of the territory battle with the exception of the summoning tech and Some of the boss battles and the the sort of the number of different um, battles and stuff, that's all new, but everything else is the same. Mechanically, it operates exactly like Hawk. It's just that we're starting to play around with some of this stuff and try to make it feel a little bit easier. So it will be very familiar to you, but the gameplay should feel different and interesting.
1: Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break from this to put a little bit of a disclaimer before this next question. Before this next question begins, I want to let you know that Carrie reached out to me after the following discussion and some of the details regarding platoons has changed. Stay tuned after this question to hear the update. Is it still 6 slices?
4: It is not 6 slices. It is 4 slices. Okay. So, of those one 4 of the slices this are,
1: time. <laughs> are are the 4 slices um, are like maybe are, are you are you having it in a way where two the first two are going to be set and then the second two are random or are you doing random all the way through?
4: Random all the way through.
2: To oh start, my god, Terry!
4: To, to start, it's not like uh, uh, yes, I know, I know. I'm just um, loving the
2: conversation, guys. Keep going. I know. <laughs> Scotty, she's breaking my heart.
4: <laughs> I know. I, I, if I can make you 90% happy and 10% unhappy, I'm, I think I'm okay with that. But I, I don't want it to stay like that. I really don't. Like, like I said, we probably could have chosen to not do anything different with this and kind of reskin Hoth and then done the platoon thing. And maybe some people would say, and that's what I would have chosen of the two. But I'm hoping... Um, that that you enjoy it so much that it doesn't feel as painless until we can get a solution in the arch for you.
1: So apparently my reaction to the news that we just heard prompted some discussion within CG about what to do. I can confirm that they are revisiting the platoons on the new territory battle. The exact details are still being discussed, but Carrie is pushing to make this easier on all guild officers. Is there... So you said it's four slices. What day of the mm. week does it start or is it planning to be started?
4: I don't think we figured that out yet. One of the things that we've been doing recently is running the calendar by some of our internal testing groups, which I know I say internal testing. I mean like players that we have in kind of Slack channels. We ask for feedback, um, right. you, know, you know, because everybody has opinions about whether or not they want something over the weekend or not over the weekend. Um, the, not over the, the weekend. Big, right. The big, <laughs> thing, I think, is trying to minimize um, anything layering up on something else with attack attack phases or planning phases, right? Because that's where it gets, like, doubly frustrating. So trying to move, be very very conscientious of that and move away from that um, while asking people to give us feedback, that's been the key. The crazy thing was, despite the fact that everybody was like, please, 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 why did you change the territory? Remember we changed the territory wars and had one run over the weekend and everybody was like, it's awful. And and all of the channels by which I get feedback, everybody was like, I hate this from the hardcore players. Mm. Um, participation in Territory Wars went up across the board. I we, There's lots of ways in which we make decisions. And sometimes it's because we listen to people. Sometimes we look at what they do. And sometimes it's just a factor of time. And that's. that's and the,
2: you can't and please everybody. That's nerf wars, no, you can't of course, yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but we'll carry. I'll, I mean,. I love the fact that there is a new store which is coming, though, as a part of the Territory Battles. Can you tell us anything about the new store?
4: So you, you do? Because I felt like, to be honest, I felt like whenever we tell people there's a new currency, it sort of rehashes the, like, ah, oh, there's all these old currencies about, you know, that and, and, like, why don't you just put stuff in that store? And, I mean, I feel like that should be clear, but I the reason is because we want people to participate in the new stuff. So there's going to be... Um, new stores for both the Grand Arena Championship and the territory battle. Yeah. And um, the dogs, wow. the Muppets are fighting. Um, and <laughs> so they're gonna have all of the new gear piece, right? The new final slot gear that takes you up to G13. Uh-huh.
1: So both of them are gonna both of them yeah. are gonna have them then.
4: Yeah you're gonna have to participate in PvE and PvP. Fantastic. I like that, that,
1: that it can be done through PVE. That's awesome for for me. Yeah. Let's touch uh, can, on Gear 13 real quick.
2: Well, well I just want yeah. to throw something else out there before we do. Uh in these new stores before we go to the um to, to Gear 13, in the new stores will we also find shards for Shark T the Genosian brood alpha and what Tambor? Um
4: let's see. How shall I answer this question? Um let's say actually let's say TBD. I mean Shark T is currently a marquee. Yeah. Um so and probably
1: not, in my opinion.
4: So probably not, and then the others are going to roll out ex- pretty close to how Captain Han Solo and and Rolo rolled out. So um, so no, but I I think that there will probably be shards of something. I don't know. We'll have to see.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I have I have a. <laughs> Oh, I just, I think I figured it out, but we have
2: that hasn't been announced, so I can't talk about that one. All uh, right. Well, I, team, I, I, I mean, I'll just, I just want to talk 13. about, I'll just want to say that there, there might be some relevance to uh, what's happening here, perhaps.
4: I can't <laughs> say anything at all. So say nothing. <laughs> okay i don't uh, have a handler with me to like pull me out of the uh off the phone like with a cane usually <laughs> that's what happens when i'm on reddit Is like crumb is standing next to me with a cane like the old plays you know what i mean like pull me off the stage you need that um, you, need this, here, if, so. you need it's that like song playing <laughs> you, 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 right, need, you need
2: Stanford. the song The hello my darling hello my baby right exactly <laughs> <laughs> paul go to gear 13 let's talk about this Get- Yes. So
1: Carrie, Gear 13, you know, I I want to um I, I would love to find out what color Gear 13 is. Can you share with share with us what color it is?
4: I sure. Sure. Okay, you know what? Sure. Um but I'm gonna tell you a little story. It started but,
1: but is, it, yeah. is it white with no pips, so everybody thinks it's old?
4: <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it is an escalation. Um, there, we, there was a very lively debate about Gear 13, and um, specifically what that looks like. And I realized that there was some confusion. Like, when we said Gear 13, we mean literally, like, you level up to Gear 13. Um, but we won't have any pieces in the 13 tier at the moment. But, when, but that's when you get the frame, is when you hit, you know, level me up to 13. Right. And so um, there was a lively debate about what we could possibly do because the gold, it's pretty big and we show that frame in a lot of places. And so we're running out of visual space in the UI. And I, there was a meeting in which I'll just say that I just said, just make it fire and rainbows. I don't care. Just make it better and more, you know, kind of exaggerated. (laughs) And I'll say it's one of those. (laughs) It's not rainbows.
2: (laughs) Nice, oh, red. Okay. red, 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 we red. Yeah, get it's, red. Like uh, it's it's like, gonna
4: be flame colored though, so it's gonna it's gonna be on a hue.
1: That's so. See, cool. I would have went. I I would have went. You know, and and forgive me for saying the word that caused so much joking last week, Scotty. I would have went Kyber. Oh yeah, I would have went that little shiny.
4: Yeah. Uh, oh wait, what was the joking around, Kyber? Okay. I missed that. Uh, yeah. So, oh, well, so, so uh, I'll, I'll, explain, ahead, I'll explain.
2: I'll uh, explain. In Australia, uh, it's Australian slang. Uh, kyber actually means your ass in Australian. Oh. <laughs> so we've okay. got we've got kyber crystals coming out of our backside, which is fantastic, and uh, <laughs> I'm loving that. Uh, so <laughs>
4: That's really funny. Yeah, that's really we funny. We love our um, ass crystals here at uh, the escape yeah. Podcast. Well, that's, that's the other thing is we, we just got like a new system in place in the office where um, it will show on the screen whose meeting is coming up. Like it'll be like, you know, meeting in this room from 3 to 3.30 and it's this person and it's this meeting. And what it does is it pulls in the name of the meeting. So I started calling all my meetings. Carrie is the best. And so when I walk into the conference room, it says. From three to four, Carrie is having a meeting called "Carrie is the best," which I just think is funny. But I did that because a um, uh, Tap hat had scheduled a meeting about the um, Sith assassin refund, and it truncated to Sith ass. And so <laughs> we're uh, we you know we we acknowledge that not everything gets named perfectly all the time, and sometimes just a typo. So, Kyber was not on purpose. We got that from Lucas,
2: No, of course you did. Yeah, Yeah, Lucas actually did that. Yeah, Lucas did that. So, yeah, when I'm watching Rogue One or I'm reading the books and, you know, they're talking about the Kyber crystals, you know, it's the funniest thing in Australia. Yeah, in Australia, it's the funniest thing. But uh, I I do have to ask you, though, Carrie, uh, I don't know if you, you can reveal this, but... What, what sort of uh, buffs are we going to be seeing uh, with that Gear 13 extra piece? Like, is there going to be more health, more speed, more more what? Can you can you tell us or no? Um,
4: hmm. Can I tell you? Um, That is a really good question. I actually don't know if I can tell you. Um, okay. So that's a no. So let's say no. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to be fair, I think it's because one of the things that we have, we have that back- your 13 piece in testing right now with some of the players that we have on like really internal testing stuff and um we're getting a lot of feedback on that a lot of feedback about what it does to some characters and you know certain others and there will be in some ways it's like look you have to strategically choose who you're going to level up um yeah. to get that piece right and and that's that's the that's that rpgs right like you're progressing along you know this kind of this game path but there are some little shifts, little tiny oops here and there. And so, so we're trying to um, uh, be thoughtful about it. And so I'll say, you know, it's some stats. It's some cool stats.
2: Let me
1: point this out real quick, Scotty. I want everyone to rewind about 30 seconds and listen that Carrie said there is testing going on. So the next time that you're complaining, do they even test? Yeah, Listen to this show right around this mark They do test They're doing their best So <laughs> get off their ass uh, their yeah.
2: get, get off their kyber <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, but, but like, you know uh, the, the reason why I asked you that, Carrie Is because, uh, you know, the first character That I'd be looking to gear up uh, To gear 13 uh, Because of all the gear 12 uh, Plus stuff of what that does And gives you all the extra health You know where this is going We're in the Clone Wars content Grievous Grievous <laughs> Oh, brilliant. 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 I think
1: she has the droid disease that Grievous has.
2: (laughs) <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Well, I like this. I like this. We'll and just on let, that note. We'll let Carrie catch I her know. breath, and uh, we'll come back with more in just a moment. And uh, we're going to do a brand-new segment with Carrie today, and it's called Hard Quiz. Make sure you stick around. This is the Escape Pod cast with Scotty and Paul, and we'll also tell you about this great giveaway that we've got as well.
0: You're listening to the Escape Pod cast. Hello,
1: everyone. This is Paul Anthony. Co-host of the Escape Podcast. I'm sure you've heard Scotty's plea for donations to help with my wife Kristen and I with the medical bills that we face after Kristen's late 2018 cancer diagnosis. So now is never a better time than ever that if you could spare anything to help us cover the deductibles we are facing in this fight, please head on over to GoFundMe.com slash Mrs. Anthony and make a donation. Even if you don't have the monetary ability to help, spending a few moments of your time, which honestly is our most valuable resource, to share it with a friend who possibly can means just as much. That's GoFundMe.com slash Anthony. Thank you, listeners, for everything that you do.
0: Micaius Modding Mayhem is the premier remodding service for the game that we all love, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With some of the most affordable rates in the industry, Macaius will rebuild your roster from top to bottom and give you consultation on where to go from there. Macaius has a 100% satisfaction guarantee and lots of useful additional services, including a full cleanup of your mods, loadout pages, PVP plans and more. Contact Macaius today on Discord at all lowercase Macaius number 0127 That's M-I-K-A-Y-A-S number 0127 or at michaismods at gmail.com. Micaius Modding Mayhem, the official remodding service of the Escape Pod cast.
1: Do you enjoy Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes so much that you want to help shape the rankings and advice given to the community from bots like Scorpio? Chaos Z-Man is looking for new and experienced players alike to participate in polls to help make our favorite game even easier to dominate. Contact Chaos Z Man on Discord at K-A-O-S-Z-M-A-N hash 6288 or stop on by the Zeta Valuation Discord channel to sign up. If you aren't sure about the one I'm talking about, check our description on your podcast device below or in the YouTube info on The Escape Pod, Cast Show Lake's channel, and more. Come be a part of the community, one purple mat at a time. The CFH Network presents The Escape Pod, Cast.
0: The Escape Pod, Cast
2: hard quiz. Welcome back to the Escape Pod cast. You're hanging out with Scotty and Paul and also joining us inside the Escape Pod. We have abducted her and I'm pretty excited about this because she's still with us right now. We're talking about CG carry and uh, CG carry you know, first things first. This is what we're going to call our nice little new segment that uh, we're going to call hard quiz. This is where we're going to quiz you on a couple of things uh, and put you under the lamplight uh, if you don't mind. Uh, We're just going to crack down the shutters a little bit in the escape pod, and uh, make sure that we've got everything ready to go, so we can put you under interrogation. We're the ISB, yes, yeah, we're the ISB now. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and, right. and and don't don't forget, like, because we are the ISB, we do have neuralizers. So if you say something wrong, that's fine. We'll just wipe your memory. <laughs> <in>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the dog is trying to break her the, apart,
5: the
2: break her out <laughs> right now <laughs> so first things first i guess you know me being an australian i'm not, i'm not to lead this one here uh me being an australian uh our currency is a lot weaker than the united states and uh you know when i see all the youtubers and everyone else saying oh you know just get a 10.99 pack yeah well that actually equates to a 30.99 pack in australia 38.99 i think it is over in the uh New Zealand, uh, Japan, I believe, is uh, up there as well, around the twenty-eight dollar mark. Uh, the UK would be probably about fifteen dollars, I'd say, to the United States dollar. It might even be cheaper. I could get that currency wrong, but have we, have we ever thought about you know reviewing that uh, in, in the pricing structure so that it's the same across the board? For ten ninety nine in the US, it's ten ninety nine in Australia, etc.
4: Yeah. I mean, I it came up somewhat recently and I was so, I was very careful never to say anything that I don't know hundred percent sure because, um, so I went and asked a bunch of questions to, to central EA because, you know, we don't take the money, right? Apple and Google take the money. And then it gets routed to a central platform team. And then it eventually, you know, um, kind of cgs involved and what we end up doing is we actually just at the dollar amount in the u.s dollar pricing and apple has a pricing tier plan and so you should be seeing this across all games on apple devices which is if it's 999 in the u.s there's a conversion to other countries now when i looked into this because i wanted to be sure that i was factually accurate i believe that google does not have the same thing that you can set different prices but for us, there's always been a concern about precedent of set, establishing um, a different pricing structure by platform, because mm. um, we don't want to say, oh, this is cheaper on Google versus Apple, and then upset either of those partners. And so um, and so we just opt in, and then we just copy over whatever that pricing tier is, and I, I triple-checked that. That is how it works. And so there's nothing actually that I could do, um, unfortunately, but I think, as I was saying to you, I recall for For whatever yunks, it's been like you guys have just a bad deal on games in general. It's it's a pretty expensive hobby to have over there, and so I'm super. Mm. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what to do. We should uh, you should rise up and, (laughs) and something. And so I don't know. I don't know then what you do, but something.
2: Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, we'll take on Apple next. Uh, they'll be on next week's show of the Escape Podcast. Great. Can't wait for that. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> the we're looking at you. We're going to resurrect you, Steve Jobs. Uh, we're coming back to you. <laughs> but uh,
4: it's the you- past devices too, though, right? Like it's your Steam yeah. prices, your game prices are all just rough, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. It sucks. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, that's all right. Well, the next thing is is that uh, you know uh, something that you can look at is that here in Australia, you know, we're kind of uh, known to our American friends as uh, where in the future, It's like we've jumped in our DeLorean and mm-hmm. we've gone up to 2055 and we're already there. And something that we absolutely love is uh, when you guys release marquees or there's a new uh, bit of content which comes to the game, we tend to be the first to get it. And we tend to have a bit of fun with that. And we can share screenshots with our guildies when they wake up at about 10pm our time and say, guess what, guys? I've got this shining new character. Ha, ha, ha. But we changed that last time around, and it was at 2 Mm a.m. in the morning, so we copped it for the first time. Is that going to be a thing that we're going to see now, that it's going to stay at 2 a.m., the marquee character, our time? It
4: probably is, although it may not be 2 a.m. It may be even worse. It may be like 3 a.m. or later, because uh, as you recall, with Padme, there was a little bit of an issue, and that's because um, all the people upgrading Padme was happening at the same time as the uh, a territory battle was flipping over. Yes. And so there were a lot of events being written to the server. Yeah. So we need to deconflict those and not have them at the exact same time. So the longest time, um, it was absolutely at midnight, um here, partly for that reason like a full day, day to day here, which put it a good time for you, um, and a bad time for the US. And um there's I think the community is not gonna be shocked to say that like Recently, we've had some issues, and and, um, it's shaken my confidence a little bit in terms of, like, we spend so much time testing something, there's still a problem with it. And so um, I would say definitely until we get very comfortable with it, the reason we moved it was we moved it to a time where we're in the office. And so if we put a marquee out and there's an immediate problem, we want to have people in the office. That's not to say, as you pointed out, you know, seven hundred years ago when this interview started. Just kidding, <laughs> I'm talking so much. Um, that, that I'm always working. Like there's a degree to which I literally am. I am the first, uh, with the exception of some really tech ops heavy stuff. I try to be the first person that gets called for any emergency, so that I don't bother people on my team until it's a real problem. Um, and it sucks if it happens at midnight. Because if it's a big problem, the chance of me doing anything about it is pretty low if it means I have to call people in and they're less effective and they're asleep and all of that. And so mm. it's really about making sure that we can put it at the right time. And the that pay
2: said, I guess the pay, the pay uh, would not be very good. I'm sure that EA would hate you for that calling them in at midnight. Uh, you know, they're working overtime. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, Mo- most of everybody's salary. So they all work. Hours for free. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's, that's not. I, that's not good. Uh, but
1: um, no, that's uh, how you know, it is in salary world. I get it.
4: I mean, it is. It's it's the bonus. It's that huge bonus you get at the end of the year for all those hours of overtime. That what you bonus? People it doesn't happen
2: radio. in
4: radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but um, so I, I'd say that for sure. I would say that also, though, we are very, very conscious of the world clock. And um, we do spend – So while obviously, we can't make a good time for everybody. Um, we do make sh- want to make sure that things are available for the full duration, no matter what time that they start.
2: Yeah, cool. Okay, so on that note, no. uh, which I, I, I do want to yeah. throw out there, on that note, uh, being on the world clock, which is uh, great that you guys are susceptible to that uh, and you, you're thinking about that. So, uh, what shiny new toys are we going to get first in Australia? Then next?
4: You mean just what are we doing next? You're trying, to, you're trying to get exclusive right now? <laughs> well,
2: I mean, we, we know that title update
1: sixteen is coming out. Is there any shiny new quality of life that we haven't seen yet? That's uh, that. I mean, it, it, I think it might be you know released already by the time that this airs. But is is there anything you could talk about with the quality of life that's coming with sixteen?
4: um no i don't think like 16 it's not that we don't do quality of life in every update obviously the first one that we do of the year that kind of february March time frame is where we do like predominantly quality of life and then we try to do um quality of life events kind of throughout um but i would say for the most part like we don't have much beyond much beyond uh the whole territory battle and the whole grand arena championship. Um, and so, there's not any like specific like little quality of life things I can think of. That doesn't mean there aren't any. I just can't think of
2: any. Right. So, in terms of, uh, I think you answered this earlier when we were discussing the Grand Arena. Uh, in some ways, you know, where I asked you about the territory wars and uh, the like, is this your response uh, to moving? Obviously, you want to move people away from the arena, which means no more shard chat, and obviously that could also mean no more power creep.
4: <laughs> um sorry it's like a, a bit of a sinister laugh there um so uh, uh yes the individual power creep the muppets are like and they want to battle right now during the hard quiz which is the wrong time for you guys to get into a little muppet war um, so so um
1: distraction, distraction.
4: That's, right, that's right exactly so okay so the squad Arena thing is a goal, right? It's like we're working towards that, and there've been a number of things we've done over the over the past like year, to get to that place. We're not there yet, right? It's like Shardmoor Mo- still exists, and there's very much the ecosystem of the game in which crystals come in and out, and and like it would be very difficult for us to to change that massively. But we're working towards it slowly, and I think, um, you know, we're gonna see how people respond because when we do a character that's not meta-defining, um, then they're like, why isn't this character meta-defining? And mm. so it's, it sometimes feels like a no win situation. A la Grievous some,
2: just recently, but yeah.
4: Correct. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Right. Mm. Um, and I, I, I still, I know that everyone was upset because like one of the designers said on a podcast that he'll exceed expectations, which I think was fair for that designer at that moment and maybe not fair given the zeitgeist around that. And so that's on me. Mm. Um, but I definitely like, I don't. I want to start to kind of set people up for like, look, we really are trying to flatten it, and that's why Grand Arena Championship's gonna have all the new gear. Um, you know, there will, we haven't finalized all the rewards, but there will be crystals, I am sure, I'm pretty sure. Um, don't quote They're me right. on it. But yeah, there there will likely be crystals, um, and uh, it's, you know, it's, like we, we want to move people that way. Okay, so power, same thing. We want to get to a place where it's rock, paper, scissors there's a hundred and there are over 170 characters in this game and there are many 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 more of you than there are of us which is the problem that mmos have had for a long time which is that like your players just start to figure out to do stuff that you if you had 100 years you couldn't test all those different permutations and mm. so um we are moving that way um i think malik is still going to be very powerful sorry he's going to be you know um, Too, <laughs> for, <a long laughs> um, um, for a while, and and because because of how punishing and difficult it was, and so we don't want to just go. You're just kidding. This new marquees and going to stomp it. Um, and also, sometimes we try that, and then people figure stuff out, and we have to figure out how we deal with that. So there's, it's just a lot to factor. Um, so our so moving. The power, the, the power will continue to move up, um, but we're hoping to flatten it at the top a bit. So it's not too so much. Well,
1: that—that's um, you know, we we uh, we reached out to our patreons and and asked you know, is there stuff that you want to ask Carrie? And one of the ones, um, you know, Macias is one of our, you know, he's he's our official remodder of of the Escape Podcast, but he's also a really good friend and a great patreon of the of the show and he asked is cg aware of and do they have plans to address the comical level of dominance that malik brings to 3v3 and so that's i'm thinking that's why 3v3 kind of was was pushed away from the territory war um aspect because of you know how malik and all that can can be but i mean that This whole thing of going broad with Grand Arena, I I think, correct me if I'm wrong, is why the Grand Arena championships are coming along to take away from the the squad arena version of Power Creep and and spreading it across the roster instead of just this one Uber team.
4: Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to take you back in time, let's say about a year ago, um, a little over a year ago when um, the Sith raid came out and Treya was, um, there weren't not that there weren't dominant metas beforehand, right? But Treya was, I, th- I think, she, at least in my perspective, she felt more dominant than some of the previous metas. I Agreed. Um, and part of that, okay, good. So I'm, I'm not talking crazy. No. Nope. Um, part of that was because of how long it takes to get her, right? She was at the end of the raid and we knew that people were going to, it was going to take people a long time um you know pursuant to our, our offline conversations some people on this very podcast don't have her um at seven stars <laughs> and and, and that's that's true. a little bit of a, a joke to you but i don't have her seven stars either <laughs> so you know it's more of a joke on me because i don't have her at all in my guild uh, cuz we can't do heroic fifth grade. um uh which out of context sounds crazy but anyway so uh, <laughs> keep moving on so um then we did the Old Republic stuff, the, the the Light Side companions, and we and the vision for Light Side to Dark Side um, was always uh, up front. We actually were thinking about doing Balance Reven at the same time as well, but we thought that would be too much too much Old Republic. Um, mm. lull. And um, so we uh, we put together this plan to get all Lightside companions to get Jedi Knight Reven, that nesting doll and um it was a lot of work to do that and so we wanted uh jkr to be very valuable anyway that begins this path where each one of the next ones was subsequently um more work and so we felt like well we needed those things to be value the value of those things to be real um simultaneously you know last year again just over a year ago is when i spent a lot of time talking to players and some of the players that I talk to every day, and there are people in this community who I literally talk to every day about the game who say things like, um, yeah, there's new character coming. Like, I don't care if they're not the number one character on defense. It's all that matters. Squad arena is squad arena. And so the, the plan for Grand Arena, the plan for Territory Wars um, was actually initially, and Battles, to be quite honest, was to, about making them, the whole roster more valuable. But the problem with territory battles and wars is as a guild event, in some guilds, maybe not in your guild, because I know you guys are hard asses, but in some guilds <laughs> people can slack off and get rewards, right? Everybody else does the work. Yeah. And so <laughs> there's no there's room to hide, right? I mean, again, to be honest, not to just like talk trash about my own live game account, but it's not a, it does it can't count because I can't be in competition. Um but my poor guild, I barely do anything. I don't get my 600 barely ever because I'm so afraid that I'm giving them an unfair advantage for anything. And so I'm grateful they haven't kicked me out. Um, (laughs) But, but, you know, people could hide. And so we wanted Grand Arena to be a place where people couldn't hide. Um, And Grand Arena Championships being with leaderboards and stuff it really, really people who want to compete are going to be able to do that and they can't hide behind somebody else. And so... We've been trying to address this simultaneously with this increasing power, give people other modes to do this. Even the territory wars, like playing around with those crazy abilities, we were really trying to get to a place away from, you know, we had that tough conversation earlier about platoons in which I can't give you a fluffy answer. But one of the reasons that we kind of threw a, a spanner, as some would say, into the works with... Um, Uh, with Territory Wars was because we wanted to take away from the difficulty of the time and the trying and the hardness. And so we're like, let's have some fun here. But my point is that the plan for Grand Oriental Championships and all of that was to do that. Now, with all those changes, one of the things that we heard from the test groups that we talked to a lot was, I don't like the Territory Wars rule sets any and I think they, they liked it at first and like I said earlier participation with some of these changes actually went up quite a lot especially in the segments that you probably don't hear from a lot like red reddit and stuff because there's most of our players are not in these channels or talking at reddit um we have many many players who don't race that way at all uh, yeah but all the, segments the, the whole- they went up right
1: yeah, the whole Reddit—I uh, mean, Reddit—our our listeners are are only a small subset. That's the thing, you know. Like not tiny, a lot of people understand. Subset. It's such, yeah. yeah, it's such a tiny percentage. <laughs> well, but you know, even even on your forums, that's
2: even a tiny, tiny subset of. Yeah of all Look, the players guys i, I could I, know, def, I, I, I mean i'll make a suggestion if i can and the only the only way that you're ever going to fix the power creep is by introducing the uh, the three zeta gamorian guard that we all want yes
4: correct. <laughs> he's going to be the best character in the game definitively that's my that's my decision like that's going to be the last thing i do is put gamorian guard triple zeta in the game he'll destroy everyone Malik. You know everyone, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. and he can sound
4: sound clip that internet, and he can
2: solo the rancor. He can he can solo the rancor on his own.
4: Love it. That's right. Yeah, love it. Love it. I would like to continue to look at the power creep thing, but I think that's again that's a part of difficulty of live games the joy of live games is like we want to make changes but if as soon as we make a single change people don't like change and so like how do you make changes so slowly um Mm. that people feel good about them they don't feel like it's being yanked out from underneath
1: i okay i am going to really quick because i will be amiss if this if i don't get this in here right now one of our one of our moderators' channel um Zed just wants to um because of what you just said, you know that that mm-hmm. that type of thing I want to read her comment she when I asked for the comments in in the patreon chat um she just wants to thank you for continuing to push and evolve this game that so many people love and doing it with class, so I mean right there, what you just exhibited perfect class, perfect way to do it um so thank you on behalf of Zed and all of our all of our moderators and and helpers in this yeah that's
4: very sweet thank you thank you Zed, and thank you for saying that i i um i always feel like i try to say this and it never comes across as anything other than whiny but uh i we care a lot we really 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 care and and i am just the mouthpiece for a team that cares so much and i feel honored like, truly honored to work not only on a game with such a fantastic IP, you know, it's so fantastic that basically it's becoming my entire back for the rest of time. Um, Not that that's the only way to define fantastic. But anyway, uh, but also that, like, that, like, this community is incredible. And the things that this community does for each other and each other up and help each other out and um, one of the stats that I do in like my presentations internally is I, I have a couple of stats that we have about our players. But one of the stats that we use is um, it, the number of hours spent in Galaxy of Heroes is greater than the number of hours spent in the opening weekend of any trilogy of Star Wars movies. So you can pick any trilogy, and it doesn't have to be a, a complete trilogy, it could be any three Star Wars movies of your choosing. Pick the number of hours that people spent watching that in the theater. For the opening weekend, more hours have been spent playing Galaxy hero Heroes. Wow. And, mm. and we do really care. And, you know, sometimes I know it looks like we're, we're bad guys. And sometimes we, we have hard conversations and tell you things that you don't want to hear. Um, but we care and we try. And so I, I thank you for sharing that. And thanks, to Zed, for saying it. <laughs>
2: That's brilliant. No. And to, look, I, I do want to yeah. ask you about... Uh, something else that uh, we have been asked about as well. And uh, look, in terms of uh, you know, like the, the, the people in uh, our Patreon chat, they uh, they also want to know about uh, well, Macaeus uh, in particular, but also going nerdy and Deadpool, Kyle, and a few others as well. They want to know about mods and what's happening there with the mods because you know, uh, especially with that Malik team at present, they feel as if if you've got like a one speed faster, then you're basically game over. As what they say now i don't know if that's true or not because i don't have a malik but uh carrie can you can you answer that to those guys that are asking about that about the the mods and what's going to happen for the future of mods
4: yeah so when we redid mods uh called mods 2.0 um we plan for growth in that space um and so there, while power creep is a real concern while we do worry about all of that i think that the there is um, um, an opportunity for us to even things out as we level up through mods. Now, I, I say that um, because the growth mechanism was always intended for your investment in mods to continue to move forward, and um, I know that there are still people who don't understand mods you know, as well as, as certain others, and it is absolutely the defining factor at the very, very tippy-top of gameplay, right? Mm. Um, and so what I would say is that we have a strategy for mod, but we, to the, the point kind of earlier, is we want to be very cautious about uh, how often we extend the, like, kind of move the, the flags, if you will, because we know that people spend all this time investing in something and we don't want to, they get there and then we're like, just kidding, here we go, move again. Now, part of that is progression, that's RPGs, but also part of that is um, respecting your investment and so mm-hmm. we do hope at the upper end of gameplay like we see with a lot of players that when you have everything maxed out that your game is now about mod gameplay
2: i agree i like that uh 100 and uh the, another question that we've got here is uh actually about the guild grind Uh, Sorry, the gear grind Uh, They say that that's one of the big bottlenecks of the game Uh, Is there something that we're going to look at uh, In relation to the bottleneck of the game Some certain pieces uh, are getting put into the daily challenges as well Like the MK5 stun guns and things like that, Carrie?
4: Well, I wouldn't commit to where any piece uh, would go specifically and and, and ye- yes. Oh, like my and my dog does not like that. She's like, please commit to where the piece is uh, <laughs> But but what I'll say is this, like, yes, it is about increasing the inflow of some of those other pieces. And over time, like like I said, things that happen kinda slowly, you'll see some pieces that were pinched. Like I I remember when sim tickets were pinched for me. In fact, before I worked here, <laughs> the very first thing that i spent crystals on was sim tickets and in hindsight yes. i'm like well, i wasted all my money right but like i needed that at the time and then last year i was in the middle of you may notice sometimes that like things that we do in the game are my whim because us, i'm having a problem in my alive account um i was so pinched on purple building materials right i am not pinched on them anymore so the idea is
3: <laughs> and omeg- it's a megas yes. now, right
4: yeah yeah um and so I envision that that will change. But I, I the thing about it that is hard to then draw a parallel to other games in this space is that most free-to-play games have some kind of uh, consumable economy, right? Especially on mobile, where you have troops that are depleted. Or, you know, let's say, like, wow, there's a constant tax, which is your um, armor gets damaged, right? And you have to pay a currency tax. Um, to continue to use it. And so we don't have anything like that mm. in the game. When you get shards, you get a character, you get the character. You don't like deplete the character, you don't get the character for a week and then it goes away. Mm. Um, and I, I, I'm proud of that because I actually think, uh, despite when people are feeling unkind or angry, that we often hear from people that it does feel like a game that you can truly play free to play. And like I've said before, um, the thousand people, almost a thousand people got malice without having ever spent $1. Obviously, more people got them who had spent a lot of money. Um, but but the, the that is something that we do want people to feel like you can play the game for free um, without stuff that, like, depletes. Um, that just means that as stuff gets harder, it costs more. And um, I know that that is... It, the pinch feels bad. Um, it's almost weird, though, right, that it's counter to the fact that everyone says, I only need one squad. I only care about my squad on defense and squad arena. Well, then, great. That squad has all of its stun guns, right? Like, you don't need yeah. any more stun guns for that squad, do you? And so there's that constant push and pull um, where we're trying to make more squads viable without making it feel like, oh, my God, I need, you know, 700 Carbontes. Um And so it's a balance. Um, I would say that gear will always be, you know, difficult and hard and the better it is and the harder it is, it, you know, will continue to be. The other thing is we keep adding modes to the game with new rewards. Mm. And so when people say, Why don't you redo everything in the old shops? It's like, well, because you're sitting on, you know, seven hundred thousand galactic war currency And we've added three new modes and shops where you can gain stuff. We haven't taken rewards away when we add a new mode. Right. And so it's, it's a, it's that weird kind of icky place to talk about.
1: What, well, what about adding, you know, the stun guns are the big stun guns and and mostly the purple uh, materials or purple gear stuff. That to me is the
4: 10 and 11 gear is, is the, is where the pitch is. is, is,
1: Exactly. And why not putting a permanent node on on one of those old shops instead of you know just always making it random but you know to me i don't have a problem in refreshing a gear shop and spending some of that currency but when you're when you charge 1400 crystals for a purple piece but for a gold piece you're only charging 700 that to me you know i have made a personal what what i don't mission. know the word for it it's but i mission. will not yeah. i will not ever spend 1400 on a purple piece but i don't have a problem with going for a gold piece for 700 i love the gold eyeballs when they're in the store mm-hmm. but i will not go for a stun gun
4: yeah so um and, and as, as is your, as is your right. Like that's, that's the, the crux of it, right? Like you can, and then you can go, you know, farm away and it will take a while to get it on all the characters that you, well, to get on all the, char- to get on, all the characters you want it on. Like that's the part where we are doing this little dance that we do, right? How many characters do you use actually for real? Um, and obviously we're pushing you to want to use more in, in Black to Green, you know, I mean, uh, Grand and Championship. So I get it. Um, The pricing is an interesting thing. There's a little bit of a push and pull in game development studios, especially on free-to-play games, where there are people who kind of run numbers and try to figure out um, what is a viable business model. I mean, literally, they just do that. And then there's, like, the designers and people who are like, I just want everyone to have everything for free because it would be awesome, and I love making games, and I'm so happy. And so there's a push and pull. And Mm. you can definitely see... Some of both that's why the games you know both appealed to free to play and non free to play players um, I think for me I would never object to people saying I don't want to spend money on that because it's too expensive as long as they have another route to get it it may be slower than they'd like but I think as long as we can have something there and and on the random thing um, just to say it, not what appears in the stores but like definitely on nodes and stuff um, you know I we're making progress as we move forward. We're trying to do everything we can to, um, hopefully, at least make stuff feel good. So that fifty-fifty pack that went in, where it was like it's a good deal for the thing, but then you also had a chance of getting a better thing. Um, oh yeah, we're trying to. I love yeah, that. we're trying. To, mm. Yeah. So it's about. I'm not saying it's only about the psychology of it, but it is about making sure that stuff feels good. One of the things I was so frustrated when I started was I think it was ships had. Um, it was a chance of getting the Zetas. It was zero to two. And it was like half the time it was zero. And it was like, that was a terrible feeling thing. And yeah. I say that not really remembering for sure 100% if we got rid of all of those. But it's like, let's just at least start with, I don't care if it's zero to two. Then just give everybody one. Don't do zero to two. Zero feels like crap. Um, and so, you know, for us, it is about making sure that things are clear and that people feel good. Um, there is a component of randomness in all RPGs, right? Like, I, there's a reason I've run, you know, dungeons hundreds of times in WoWs. I'm trying to get that one thing procced to this one thing. Um, will and will you yeah. ever? Will you ever release
1: the exact percentages of each of the uh, of of the random rolls that we can get, like the like gear pieces, like on character
4: gear shards? On yeah. Um. Uh, I won't say never. I would say it. We looked into that when we were looking into revealing all of the pack odds. And which, um, by the way, I
1: did pull a three thirty B one battle droid. Thank you very much ah, for that. Ah.
4: Did you pull it like when you already had like almost when you're almost all the way there? Or did you pull it? Right I was already?
1: halfway there. I was halfway was, there, and I okay. but I did pull a one hundred droidica alongside of it.
4: See, I mean, it is. The odds are the odds, and they're not tailored, and they're not random, and they're not targeted, and they're not nothing. Like are well, the odds. But
1: with you putting gonna, it that way, never tell me the odds. <laughs>
4: right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, adorable. Um, and I and I, um, I I often say to some of the whales I talk to, I say that um, that luck is probability taken personally. Right? Like they're just the odds, and everybody's like, I know what you did. You made it so I couldn't get these characters. Like I don't know who you are. I'm sorry. But to your question, will we ever tell people the gear drop rates? It's so much work. I'm not saying that's an excuse. I'm just saying it's a lot of of transcribing and we're um, and it is something that we've looked into. It's just a ton a, a ton of work. I think we could at some point. I just am not sure. I'm not sure if it's on the docket, to be honest.
1: Will will you confirm that the odds are the same whether we're you flat. do three battles or yeah. ten
4: battles? Luck is probably taken personally. They're flat. There you go. Yeah. there's tailored odds. It's not like I need any more excuses for people to yell at me. So I'm trying to <laughs> minimize
2: that. Hey, uh, Carrie, no. uh, look, you know, we do have to, uh, you know, to, to, to wrap up this, uh, segment, but look, you know, we do oh. appreciate you being, oh, unless Paul, you've got one more. Have you?
1: I've got one more. Cause, cause she was talking about, you know, this whole salacious be crumb and other stuff. I, oh, you yes. want to oh yeah. Oh yeah. My
4: teasers. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah give us those things. teasers.
4: Yeah. So, um This is, like, definitely in, like, hypothetical land in terms of, like, there's no plan to reveal these anytime soon. But I'll say that two features that we've been talking about for some time. um, One is... So one is a conversation about real-time battle. I may have mentioned this in the Q&A, but our GM, the original EP on this game... Uh, John Slera is like a huge proponent of doing something in real time where you can go in and actually kind of can fight, you know, and then you don't have to rely on sandpit um, mode. The uh, on what
2: a sandpit type mode where you can test your yeah. characters.
4: Well, no, no, I mean actually like live combat, so you don't have to rely on AI, right? So it's like oh. I would fight you, and you would choose, and I would choose what we do against each other, and there's no AI component. Yes. Um, That is something that we are looked into for ages. It's a tremendous amount of tech work. And one of the things that always gives me pause is that so many of our players, you know, play this game at all kinds of hours and they have to drop it suddenly or, you know, they're playing it in the bathroom or whatever. Um, So it's something that we talk about a lot. And I would say that I think we're very interested to know what the appetite is for it because it's a lot of tech work to get simultaneous play that feels really good. So that's one the second one, the Silicious B-crumb comment is something that I'm really, really keen to do, which is we know our players are good at the game and we know that they're good at different um, numbers of characters. And one of the things about Star Wars is there are a lot of characters in the universe that aren't necessarily, they're not even non-combatants, they're like never anywhere near a battle. And I've... Had this, this these thoughts around something kind of like a I'll call that like name that tune mode or something, which is basically <laughs> like, yeah, we know that you can do five v five, but what if I said I'm so good that I'll beat you with four characters, and then that fifth slot I'm gonna drop a character that if I win I get whatever it is double rewards depending on which character it is what the theme is, but basically <laughs> I'm using up a fifth slot. So if I'm really really good, maybe I decide to go in with three actual combat characters and two let's call them bonus buff non-combatants, right? Where it's like delicious be crumb rules in there. And if I win with my three versus your five, I get double rewards. Again, no work's been done towards that. Other than we're having that conversation of like, what would people think about that? Because there are a lot of cool star Wars characters that we could pull into that. Wow. Um, that I think would be really interesting. That would be awesome. One
1: last question. One yes. last Do question it. before Do we get it. out here, the, puzzles should we yes. be expecting a puzzle anytime soon and are the puzzles officially sanctioned
4: <laughs> okay so i don't know when the next puzzle is i didn't ask Chrome. you have to ask Chrome because that's his baby um and one of our engineers started like Chrome started it and and then one of our engineers got involved with him and i think he used to write like code breaking software for something so he like he got like he helped kind of amplify it up to the next level Um, so are they officially sanctioned? They're 1 million percent sanctioned by me. I love it. And I'm, uh, I'll say that uh, there's been one or two times where if somebody in the SoGo events discord got a random clue from a stranger, like maybe once or twice, that was actually me trying to like push someone over the edge. Um, (laughs) That was you. <laughs> I'm not saying that I do that. I'll just say a lot of the devs are paying attention, and we uh, we um, love watching this happen. I I am amazed at how quickly, like we take internal bets on how quickly you guys will solve it, and it's almost always beats that. In fact, I thought the Malik one was surprising to me because I figured you guys have figured out so many harder things. I was like, that last little piece. Yeah, I was, I was surprised, but. Anyway, all that is to say, um, yes, in fact, Lucas, the one, like, and again, I don't want to speak for all of Lucas, but the, the dev relations group that we speak to, they have, like, the Lucasfilm game scheme is the ones that do basically approvals on all of our content. Um, they love it. They think it's awesome. And so uh, it's it's sanctioned oh. all the way to the top, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the no, um, bees
1: have left the hive and the handkerchief is blue. And for the love <laughs> of Pete, the bees leaving yeah. the hive just totally threw me off because of the bee. I was like, okay, take out the bee. And no, it wasn't yeah. taking out the bee. That was yeah. the phrase. <laughs> but
4: the fact that you guys remembered that phrase from Like it's, I mean, from so, I mean, I know, and I know that Crumb was pointed (laughs) in some way, but the fact that you guys even had that from that long ago is so crazy to me. And then it was like, yeah, these are orange. I was the one
2: one who remembered it.
4: Oh, Hmm. that was you. Okay, that was me yeah
2: he's one of that's our puzzle masters crazy. too yeah yeah, yeah. Hey, oh uh, I mean I yeah.
4: know <laughs> hey, yeah,
1: I was one of the puzzle masters trying to figure it out uh, I was up till 5am central time trying to figure out this darn bee leaving the hive
2: and uh, the, yeah, uh, yeah. and I was the one that was trolling them too saying you know oh, I think I figured it out and it was a photo of Cubs fan uh, Han so I was t- I was trolling them
4: with that that's hey. so funny <laughs> so I think one of my favourite moments because it was one of the earliest ones um we were watching it live though was was the Jedi Revan thing um I think it was maybe it wasn't the first one I think did Django have one but anyway it was one of the first ones Mm. and it wasn't even pre-planned but the whole thing was because that ciphers um don't they only have 25 letters because they're a five by five grid and so there was no there's there's historically no J and there's no no J. J and then there was an I and I'm watching it, and I was like, oh, God, why can't they just figure out the J-I thing? And then I was like, oh, my God, this is an Indiana Jones quote. And so I was like, never in my life have I felt so good about being like my love and passion of, you know, certain things like Indiana Jones. I get to pull this in now and dropping that <laughs> yes. into, I think it was the firms. And then people, like somebody was just like, holy shit. I mean, I just, it was so fun. Um, I love that. I love it so much. It's so far beyond my intellectual power that, like, it's so fun to watch, but I sometimes I just can't even fathom how you guys do it.
2: Well, Carrie, we would like to uh, – we, we can't fathom how you guys do it at uh, Capital Games, and that's that's being 100% honest. Like, we seriously can't. We uh, we really appreciate you taking the time out and being with us on the Escape Pod cast and uh we've got a great giveaway as well from one of our patreons and i thought that we might uh do this right now paul we may as well let's do it uh where five of yeah. our listeners are actually going to be walking away with something paul we we, we should probably let carrie yeah, in on carrie? this so that she knows yeah, carrie you introduced
1: this
4: yeah well i mean this is part of the reason that i'm i got a chance to talk to you guys at all like in terms of just knowing about this and so Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that everyone who listens and, and everyone that we can get to come pay attention, um, will, uh, take the chance to participate in this. And so you're announcing it at the moment of recording, not at the moment of this actually going live, um, that, you know, someone very generous has given you these, um, uh, goodies, uh, in the game. (laughs) It's going to amount to five, um, $100 yeah, one hundred dollar worth crystal packs in game for your participation in the Kickstarter, um, to help Christy and I'm, I, yeah, go, I'm go go so excited. Me. The, the go the GoFundMe, yeah, my Kickstarter, my God um uh well i mean let's get let's get her to you know to to do something and then we'll all kick that as well too but um yeah so it's like, go find me for christy the link and i'm sure everything will be in your channel and um, and it's such an opportunity i love the fact that our community is so close that um that people are helping each other out here and i would urge everyone to um participate if for no other reason than to get some crystals but for the very good reason to help out chrissy who's um, uh, amazing from everything i've i 've heard about her and um a real trooper to rock star
1: absolutely yeah, so
4: what
1: what it is is for what we're what 's going on is that if you go to GoFundMe.com for the next week until the last, until the final moment of next week 's show from the time that this airs until the end of next week 's show For every $5 donation that you make to gofundme.com slash Mrs. Anthony, what we're going to do is your name will be added to a spreadsheet and we will, we will randomly draw five people. There it is. The spreadsheet again. Yes. The spreadsheet, (laughs) only, only one person, you can only win once. So if you end up getting your name drawn twice, I'll draw another one. But for every five dollars that you donate, if you donate twenty dollars, you'll get four entries. For every five dollars that you donate, you're entered to win one of five vaults. I mean, we're, we're we're giving away five vaults. Thank you to this Patreon that wishes to remain anonymous.
2: And thank you that's to that pretty Patreon. Much it. Yeah. Thank you yes. to that Patreon. A big thank you to that Patreon. And, you know, and i I got to say that, look, guys, you know, dig deep, help Paul out. Uh, you know, we know that Christy's, uh, well, at the time of recording, she's still in hospital. So, you know, please, guys, yes. uh, dig deep. Uh,
1: tomorrow she goes, uh, tomorrow she's going to have to be intubated uh, for a, a bronchial biopsy. I mean, she's, we don't know when she's coming home right now. <laughs> so that's, that's the difficult part of this. But we will get there and, and all of the donations go to take care of the deductibles and everything that we're experiencing right now but Mm -hmm.
2: you know we're gonna get
1: through this and we'll have mrs anthony on as well as jody
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, she'll be on the show. But I'll tell you what, though, guys, I've got to say a big thank you to CG Carrie, who has joined us uh, on the Escape Pod cast. Carrie, we will let you go. We will fire the Escape Pod. We're going to launch it right now and let you get out of this ship so you can go back to work. And uh, Carrie, uh, if you will be uh, quite so kind. Push the button. Don't mind if I do.
5: What's going on?
2: Where the hell are we? Paris? Thank you for pressing the self destruct button. Attention! This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship! Abandon ship! All personnel proceed to escape pods. Close down the circuits. Evacuate the suit! Self
5: destruct mechanism
3: has been activated. Abandoned ship! Where is it? Where is it? It's gonna be here. Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works! This ship
5: will self destruct in exactly 10 seconds. (laughs) Counting down. Ah. Three, two, one. Have a nice
1: day. Thank, Thank you. you. Hello, friends. This
2: is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy. The escape pod cast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out Murder bears. Sit, boo boo, sit. Good dog.